The Oregon College Savings Plan can help fund your child's dreams and ideas. But it's not just for college. It's also the trade school savings plan and the books and materials savings plan, even the room and board savings plan. With fewer educational expenses to think about, your kids can focus on what matters, their future. Start saving today to support your child's tomorrow. Learn more at OregonCollegeSavings.com. Welcome to the Courageous Recovery Broadcast. I'm your host, Randy Mortensen. This is a weekly, roughly 20-minute program where we provide answers for your I don't know how. Whether you're dealing with recovery issues, maybe emotions from a loss, or life is, has just thrown you one more curveball than you were expecting, I'm really, really glad you're here today. And it's, it's just a huge blessing to have as my guest on, on the program today, my, my Minnesota friend, Jim Moore. And you're going to just be blown away by, by just how God's worked in his life and, and just the work that, that he, and, he and the team that he's part of are doing. It's, it's great to do this live broadcast where, where we have people literally on from coast to coast. And thanks for taking your time, taking time from your busy schedules to connect. Uh, if you're on the Facebook page, you sh- there should be a, a, an area for you to leave comments. Please do. If you're listening to this on a podcast network, please subscribe and, and just leave some comments uh, in, in that section for more information on me. You can go to randymortensen.com. That's Randy, last name Mortensen, M-O-R-T-E-N-S-E-N. And later in the show, I'll talk more about the 21-point assessment. That's really a tool on on the front page of that website to determine whether you or a loved one qualifies for one of my programs called the Lifestyle Champion Cohort. So today, we're going to be chatting, like I said, with with my friend, Jim, and he comes up to us from, let me start my video, come from the great metro area of, of Minneapolis-St. Paul. Jim, where, where are you si- sitting? I didn't ask you that before we signed in here. What part of the world are you in? I'm in St. Louis Park. So that's uh, just west of Minneapolis. Nice apartment where I'm now COVID officing and a beautiful view of the lake. So Life is as good as could be expected in these times. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you're, you're, you're working with Partners in Recovery. Yeah. And my, my, new, my new word is criminogenics, which we'll talk about here in, in, in a bit. But let's, let's back up a little bit. Um, as, as my listeners know, my favorite question to ask a guest, not to put you on the spot because I warned you that I was going to ask you yeah, this question it's a good beforehand. Question. <laughs> what is there that you know today that you wish your 22-year-old self would have known? You know, Rand, I just, I never realized how long life would be. I thought it was going to be a book with, a, with several chapters. But I tell you, Randy, in the last 15 years, the work I've been blessed to do, the trauma and the tragedies I've gone through, it's been like three or four books, like three or four lifetimes. <laughs> and after I've been sober 12 years now, this is the best book yet. I mean, it's remarkable. I thought my life was pretty much over 10 years ago. I think I got another good 10, 15 left. We'll see how that goes. Wow. Life wow. is long. 
And I didn't anticipate it to be that way. Okay. So what, what is it that you know? So, so clarify for me. You're saying you wish you would have known what? How good life could be or that you were going to have decades, not days or weeks? Well, just that, that life, I thought I would, in, in my generation, our generation of growing up, you lock and load on a job. I married my high school sweetheart. That's going to be my life, be a corporate guy. But that's, which was really part of my work, that pretty much exploded in my 20s. And okay. it was a reorganization of business, flattening of organizations. And so I didn't see that coming. I thought I would just do a company job. But I've had four or five careers, which um, I guess I got the rhythm after a couple of decades. <laughs> I've seen that coming. I could have done it strategically a little better. I'm pretty happy with the way it turned out anyway. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. I, I, I will say to people, um, sometimes I'm still not sure what I want to be when I grow up. You know, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, I, people that have known me for a while wonder when I'm going to grow up, I guess. But yeah. so, so tell me about your role in partnership development at Partners in Recovery. I, Talk about partners in recovery and and just how God's opened up the doors for you there. Yeah. Well, my career has largely been in training and development. I I had a life crisis, lost a son to heroin addiction, and fell apart. So my life came back together in Minnesota Dalton Teen Challenge, which is a whole other story. But um, that's been the last 12 years. And I basically took that acumen in business and promotion and marketing. They call it community outreach in this work, but marketing these programs. And you know the story of Minnesota Dalton Teen Challenge from a struggling ministry with a few hundred clients to now the largest Christian specific uh, program in the world. It wasn't all me, it takes a team, but I tell you, I found, hey, I got a knack for this marketing. And so how that ties into Partners in Recovery I moved out into the field and found a whole other area I wasn't aware of. We, a lot of people talk about recovery, but re-entry gets lost. Right. These are folks incarcerated. And I thought, oh, just give them substance abuse treatment, you know? Let's give them a little aftercare. They'll be good to go. And I discovered with Prison Transformation Radio and some of the other things I did, these folks are dealing with something that most of most of us aren't aware of, including them. It's like this insidious criminal thinking entrenched often from childhood in antisocial behavior. And I didn't realize there was a science to it. There is. Partners in Recovery didn't discover it. We work with the Department of Corrections in Minnesota, and they, and across the country and largely in Canada, they've been developing this science, Randy, for tw- over 25 years. And it's so sophisticated but it's all confined within prison. Right. Nobody in the marketplace doing this post-release. So we're entrepreneurs, and that's what Partners in Recovery was. Let's replicate post-release in the community, the work that they start, the healing they start in prison, and we can help them transition and heal as they rebuild their lives and re-enter society. One, one of the statistics that, that I, I heard a while ago is that, and I'm not sure which state, I, I have a suspicion it's Florida, they actually look at the grades of third graders 
and and the census count of third graders to determine what their prison population is going to be 15, 20, 20 to 25 years from now. And, and what just shocks me, and again, I don't know the stats well enough in Minnesota, but here in Florida, yeah. we spend 25 to $30 per capita annually yeah. on mental health, mental wellness as, as, as a state, as a government. Okay, twenty-five to thirty dollars. We spend one hundred and twenty to one hundred and twenty-five dollars per capita annually on jails and prisons. Yeah. So we're spending five, you know, four to five to six times more to punish people. Yeah. And and that's what what I hear when I talk when I hear you and others mention partners in recovery. The recovery starts long before that person is 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 actually jailed. Okay, yeah. or not not even the the not not the recovery. The prevention starts yeah. long before that, right? And yeah. and but yet it's similar to going to 28 or 30 day treatment programs, isn't it? Because yeah. many of those short-term treatment programs what happens? The, the relapse rate is what? 7 out of 8 relapse it's, in the first 6 last months. Last I heard was 88%. 88% uh, so relapse in the first six months. It hasn't changed much in 20 to 30 years. So not to be critical, but as you said before, you can't keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. So that's been a passion for me too. And Teen Challenge, uh, we got permission to use the name of Christ in a treatment program. Right. Barred up to that point. So it's like, right. on, let's do something innovative and something different and change the game in treatment and incarceration. So, so let's take a little bit of a, of, a, of a step back here, Jim. So I had forgotten that you lost a, you lost a son to, to heroin. What, what would you say to that mom or that dad today that, you know, within the last 30 days, the last six months, has lost a son or a daughter yeah. to, to, to an overdose? What would you say to them? Let me clarify this because I, I, he didn't pass away, Randy. Okay. But okay. I lost him. Okay, you lost For him. For 20 years. Much of that time was in prison. He was in gangs in California and a chronic 10, 15-year heroin addiction. Okay. I was dead. I thought he was gone. And not to sound like a victim, but it broke me, Randy. Yeah. All career and all the great stuff I got, I just it, – it just – all fell away, which led not to blame that, but to my own addiction. So what I would tell people is, number one, if they have survived the overdose or prison, never, never, never quit. Never give up. I don't, I had to give up on the enabling and the giving the money, but I never gave up on my son in whatever was happening. And I think that's critical when I thought I'd lost him and I was in Teen Challenge, I thought he was dead. I found a mission in Teen Challenge to work with a thousand other Tylers, the young men in Teen Challenge. So I've seen a lot of people who started crippled by the loss of a child and somehow it impassioned and emboldened them to do work with young people that they would have never seen themselves doing before. Right. To take right. pain, it's tragic, it's terrible, but transform that pain into a mission because there's a lot of children just like yours that are still alive. Let's get to them. 
Yeah, and that's that was a big part of of our Quest 180 outreach in in Minnesota, is is to 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 bring the parents in to yeah. the rooms and to say, yeah. you know what, mom, dad, you, you're not the only one with a son or daughter going through this. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. I I just heard you say that. Don't ever yeah. quit. Right. I, I think Churchill said something like that. But yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And and those are those are the those are the nuggets of wisdom that. When you and I can say, we know how you feel, or I know how you feel. Yeah. I, I felt the same way. I was broken. I was hurt. I was lost. Yeah. And, and yet God restored that. And, and, and when we're faithful, when we're willing, and when we're obedient, then that's, that's when hope is restored, yeah. right? For sure. So I'll give you an amen to that. Amen, for sure. And Let if, me, if folks don't relate to that, when you're committed to something, when you're passionate about something, when something aligns with your values, when you find something bigger than you are and you commit to that. So however people, whatever they conceive it or him to be, um, I think you're absolutely right. That's, that's the core game changer. Right. Okay. So let me take, let's take a breath just for a minute. So folks, if, if you're interested in my lifestyle champion cohort, as I mentioned earlier, there is a 21 question assessment on the front page of my website at randymortenson.com. The three phases of that, of that short-term program, and this is not for severe cases of substance use disorder. This is for mild or moderate, which the survey will, will actually offer us guidance on that. But the three phases are number one, evaluate, number two, equip, and number three, enjoy. We use the, the Zoom technology to do 90-minute weekly meetings. And, and so it's a great time of interaction. For more information on that or to get my ebook, The Five Common Mistakes Made When Pursuing Recovery, just text CHAMPION to 66866. That's CHAMPION to 66866. Jim, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, how, how would they do that uh, if they you want know, more I, information? I think the easiest way, which where there's a wealth of information, is the Partners in Recovery website, P-I-R-M-N.com. Yep. Which, P-I-R-M-N.com. You'll see information on the program, but you'll also find information on criminogenic needs on the methodology that's been developed to clinically treat those those criminal thinking factors. It's called risk, need, and responsivity. So if you like information and articles, um, you'll find a great launch pad there at the website. Yeah, and and that's kind of where I wanted to segue to is just the, the, the whole the whole idea of criminogenic needs and and you you know I think and and others that have heard me I talk a lot about crushing the stigma of yeah. substance use disorders in in our workplaces in our faith communities and in our homes and yeah. so criminogenics talk a little bit about family dysfunction and personality traits and low self control and and so on all of those factor in but there's a lot of misconceptions. That's where criminogenics comes into play, right? I mean, that's where it comes in. And that's where decades of research and tens of thousands of, of case studies have been done. So what it's narrowed down to is they call them the big six. Okay, you mentioned one, family dysfunction. It has <clears throat> a lot of it has to do with childhood trauma, the lifestyle someone grew up in. You grow up in a criminal family, a lot of crimes around, permissiveness, abuse, 
uh, physical abuse, emotional abuse, sexual abuse. Uh, what you find with a lot of folks who are trapped in this criminal thinking, that, that goes deep back into their history. And that's why therapy is so important and various therapies are there. Antisocial beliefs and thinking um, and values and attitudes, it's thinking errors. It's so many of those, those thought processes and beliefs have been so ingrained, it's automatic. You don't think about growing up to be a criminal. You, right. just, uh, you just feel like a victim. They're out to get me. The system doesn't work. Um, it's, it's just entitlement, right? All of those kind of, and there's a whole host of those things. And those are some of the things they test for when they assess these needs, is how many of those antisocial uh, mindsets and how severely does the individual hold them. Um, some people say the biggest one may well be antisocial peers. You just, wow. it, it, these are people entre- entrenched in criminality, right? Not a DWI or something like that, although there's a lot of those folks in prison. But your friends, often your family, your loved ones, almost everyone in your life is antisocial, and you probably lost most pro-social connections. That's why there's so much work in recovery. Get involved with a church. Get involved with a group. Pro-social behaviors and pro-social modeling. Uh, Low self-control which kind of makes sense, but it's just, it's a little bit of that wild and crazy kind of guy, a sense right. of adventure. I want it now. I'm going with the flow, man. I'm following. Right. So I read a book once, at least the title I remember, um, Path of Least Resistance is what makes men and rivers crooked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it kind of fits, but, but you, get, you get caught up into that low self-control, and, and the, the, I guess one of the most important ones of the six is, is substance use, substance abuse. Right. That gets entrenched. It's, it causes people in my life, it caused me to do things, Randy, I would have never thought of doing earlier in my life. And you take some of this criminogenic material and you pour alcohol on it, cocaine, whatever other substance, um, it just, it, it's an explosive, volatile kind of thing. So those are kind of what have been identified as, as the key issues that need to be addressed. What the DOC and corrections has largely done is you can also pretty, re, pretty closely predict who's coming back to prison. Right. The word is recidivism. Right. To, re, to re-enter a criminal lifestyle. And what we saw with Partners in Recovery is, wait a minute. That's not just a predictor of recidivism. That's a treatment plan. If we can therapeutically address cognitive behavioral therapy, moral recognition therapy, um, that's what partners use, the wealth of these methodologies to let's not predict them coming back to prison. Let, let's crack the code on this. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's awesome. Is, is yeah. Minnesota more or less leading, leading this sort of initiative where you have public-private interests that, that are involved? Well, if, if folks visit the website, they'll see a lot of the breakthrough work came out of Canada. Okay. Okay. In Canada. Then the University of Cincinnati nod to Ohio. And they started, they're the ones who really sophisticated for the United States. So it's used in one degree or other uh, across our country. Okay. We're the home of 10,000 treatment centers, you know, right. um, up in Minnesota, 
but we have that, that progressive kind of culture of innovative approach to challenges and changes. So I think the DOC in Minnesota probably is one of the biggest embracers of it. Okay. All right. Well, I, I, there's, there's one more thing that, that I want to okay. mention. So as a little teaser to the guests that, that uh, saw me on Facebook or LinkedIn, I said when Jim, Jim was talking the other day, it brought a tear to my eye. And I didn't, re- it gives me goosebumps right now to say it. I did not, I remembered after you said it, but when you said it the other day that, that Randy gave you your one-year medallion. At Quest 180. At Quest 180. Yeah. You know, that's just, wow. You, and that was my graduation month from my 13 months, my year or so at Minnesota Dalton Teen Challenge. So thank you for that, Randy. Well, no, thank you. Thing. And, yeah. and I, know you're, I know you're leading it and doing it. It was the people and the families that were there. But um, folks in, not in Minnesota may not be aware of it, but it's one of the most profound recovery meetings I've seen anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I I now have permission to launch here at our church here in Central Florida as of as of the first of January uh, too. Right. So okay, so I'll, I'll ask you for closing comments. I need to do a wrap up here, just just real quick, folks. If 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 you or someone you know is struggling today, uh, if you're battling a compulsive and destructive behavior, please don't wait another day to seek help. You can reach out to me, as I said, by texting CHAMPION to 66866, as CHAMPION to 66866, or call my office number at 321-757-HOPE. That's 321-757-HOPE. Please know that those who are dying are husbands, wives, sons, and daughters of someone who loves them. Please don't wait another day. Today is the day. I hope that you found this information helpful today. Look for the replay of this to be available in usual podcast online outlets like Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and others. Jim, I want to say thank you, sir. Thank you for all the hard work you're doing. What What would you say to that person that's just battling to, to go to bed clean and sober tonight? Or maybe addicted to criminality and battling not to go out on the streets again tonight. Right. Say, take a deep breath. Try a little prayer, whatever you conceive him to be. God, my mentor asked me, Jim, is there anything bigger than you are? Wow. Something bigger than you are, man. And, and get support. The resources, criminogenic and, and treatment therapy, it's profound today. And I would also say to those people waking up in the middle of the night wondering what they're supposed to do who may not be caught up in that but feel called to serve, um, mentors, men, women, who are willing to come alongside people coming out of recovery from addiction or reentry from incarceration. And you can learn about criminogenics. Right, right. I'm not a therapist, Randy. Right, yeah, but we've been I'm there, done that. a recovery coach. Yeah, we've been there, done that, for sure. Yep. So, okay, well, thank you. Thank you, Jim, and, and to each and every one of you who are listening, just know that, that we're praying for you. I want, I want to be... And uh, assure, assure you that we are praying for those that are out there hurting today and have a blessed day and be extraordinary today. Thank you. Support for this episode is brought to you by Mrs. Myers. A delightfully clean home can make for a delightful start to the day. At Mrs. Myers, everything we make is inspired by the garden. With plant-derived ingredients, our cleaning products work like the Dickens, leaving your home sparkly clean and your to-do list tackled in no time. 
So bring a little bit of the outside inside your four walls and bask in the wonder of a garden from the comfort of home. Mrs. Myers, rooted in goodness. Shop now at MrsMyers.com. Where you live shouldn't limit your access to quality internet. That's not fair. U.S. Cellular introduces fast and fair high-speed internet. With reliable home internet from U.S. Cellular, now there's no limit to how you stream, game, and work. So instead of this, you get this. Upgrade to fast and fair high-speed internet from U.S. Cellular. Upgrade to fair 